Warning. The following podcast contains two morons talking about sophisticated subject matter, like ninus and hoo-hahs. Also, a few whoopsie-daisies and at least one house or ante. If you don't have a strong stomach, you know where the door is. Right. On with the shenanigans, then. The podcast which you are about to hear is an account of the tragedy which befell two washed-up losers. In particular, Court Psyops and his immature co-host, Matt. It was all the more tragic in that they were uncultured morons. But had they lived very, very full lives, they could not have expected nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see each week. For them, an idiotic podcast show became a nightmare. The events of each week were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, Cinema Psyops, with Court and Matt. What is Psyops? Psyops, for psychological operations, is very simply the art of influencing how people feel and think, and ultimately, how they behave and what they do. You don't have to defeat the enemy on the battlefield. It's better if you can convince the enemy to do what you want him to do without having to fight him. And that's really the intent behind Psyops, to convince people to do what you want them to do. So how does PSYOPs fit into what's happening now? The two points I'd like to make with you and the audience is that, first and foremost, PSYOPs save lives. The second thing I'd like to say, a lot of people have misconception about PSYOPs. They think it's something deviant and brainwashing. say you don't know exactly what's going on right now, but we do know that there are some psyops going on, right? Ma'am, I don't know. Cinema psyops. And I believe with all of my heart that it is a contributing factor to our juvenile delinquency of today. Why I believe that is because I know how it feels. I know what it does to you. Cinema psyops. They think it's something devious and brainwashing. consecutive week of cinema psyops that is 299 weeks where matt and myself matt my co-host myself court your main host have gotten together to record a review about at least one movie sometimes three sometimes two occasionally of tv series that's related to a movie just because it's in the same fucking franchise we've done this for 299 consecutive weeks and joining me live via skype to celebrate this momentum this occasion of us just doing the same goddamn thing every week and pretending it's special is my co-host matt hi i'm here 299 weeks we got old we got old doing this shit 299 weeks solid yeah. that we have yeah. done recordings and releases that's fucking insane <laughs> yeah there has been a brand new just recorded previously maybe two weeks in advance at the most episodes of cinema psyops every week yeah. for our listeners we've yeah. done that 299 even through, even through pandemics yeah it, it us catching said pandemics or at least me 
<laughs> and one of us being in a household with someone who caught it and somehow didn't catch it. And then when he got the second dose of the vaccine, had his ass fucking handed to him by it. Oh, did, did it go poorly for you, the second dose? <laughs> it was not fun for me, Matt. Oof. It was not fun in the least, no. <laughs> I mean, could always be worse. Not really. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, th- that's the part that I don't really fully understand is because I was in the house with my wife when she had it. She had it for long enough to where I should have been more than exposed. I mean, as we talked yeah, about I, before, I, I, I do open mouth kiss my wife, so. You do. I mean, you you quite enjoy it, so. so I mean, as you should. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that I can really think that caused that is that the dose of the vaccine being introduced in that, that manner is when the antibodies are gone and you have to rely on your T-cells, right? Yeah. So if that's the case and it's a straight up vaccine, I mean, while the vaccine is the weakened virus, it's still a very concentrated form to trigger such a response. And my immune system, boy, did it respond, Matt. <laughs> it, it, uh, it got there, man. It'll get there on you. Yeah. Uh, my first shot was nothing. My arm was sore for a couple of days. That was it. Um, I don't know if the second shot, the second shot so far for my son and my wife has gone just fine. I have mine tomorrow, so we'll see. Yeah, Jesus wept. Uh, I was not expecting it. It fucking kicked the shit out of me. Uh, I had a really uh, long dark night of the soul that yeah. that Tuesday night right after I got it. I heard, like, it seems like a lot of people who didn't get COVID got their asses really well handed to them by the second shot. And then a lot of people who had COVID, almost, it, it was minor anything they had. So who knows? That's what I'm hearing, or seeing at least. Like, I had people at work uh, who never got COVID COVID and yeah, the second shot, they were gone like for two days out of work because of it. So, uh, you know, what the hell? <laughs> well, I although, only, although I, I'd rather take the 24 hours of pain of the second shot than deal with COVID the way I had to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's totally true. Um, I, I agree with you there. I just, it's such a weird thing that I have no idea how I didn't catch it the first roundabout with yeah, her. That's, and, and then, that's an amazing thing. That's just, you know, yeah, that, that's kind of further proof. I mean, I tested negative, but I thought like maybe I had yeah. it. It just, you know, I fought it off, but yeah, the vaccine proves that wasn't the case. Somehow I didn't catch <laughs> it with a person who had it in my own home. Yeah. That's it's like one of those things when you hear like uh, a tornado tears through a house, yet you find like a basket of eggs that are not broken. And you're like, mm, no one knows how it happens. It just does. Right. And I had some downright raunchy sex the weekend that she <laughs> she lost her sense of taste with my Straight wife. Straight up porno sex. <laughs> The kind of sex that my wife and I have, Matt, is the kind of sex that would make our listeners not believe it, that it's that <laughs> fucking good. Like, yeah. like, I'm not humble bragging here. I'm just literally saying, like, whatever you think the ridiculous amount of great sex is that I could possibly have with someone that I've been married to for <laughs> eight, oh, coming up on eight years, but I've been with for ha- over half of my life now. If you don't yeah. think that that's possible, I will tell you this. It absolutely is. And I somehow didn't catch COVID from that very athletic, deeply pornographic lovemaking. <laughs> And you see, I'm pretty sure that's how I did catch COVID. <laughs> was, was having sex with your wife? With having amazing, athletic, really good fucking sex with my wife. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty almost goddamn sure that's exactly how I caught it. <laughs> Which I should have caught it that way. You know, I yeah, mean, I like, bodily fluids gonna, were, were definitely exchanged if you catch my I drift. Will, I will say this. I don't suggest catching COVID, but if you're going to, catch it while having sex. At least you're doing something fun while you're getting it. (laughs) (laughs) And in Matt's case, preferably while drunk. I mean, nah, last time we did that, man, you know, that was like 17 years ago. Now I have a son, so... (laughs) (laughs) 
Because <laughs> you forgot about fancy birth control methods like pulling out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be very true. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just want to get a little show housekeeping uh, out of the way. Uh, next week right. is 300 episodes. And I am just going to ask it here on the show, and we'll see how much our listeners actually fucking like, love us enough. Yeah. Record an MP3, record an M4A, record a little audio file of some sort on your phone. It's real easy to do. On uh, Apple's iPhones, there's like a little memo or a voice memo app that you can use that you can just record something super quick and send it. Uh, yeah. I, there's got to be something like that on the Android or in the Android store, like a voice memo app that you can do. You can just record something I'm quick. Sure. Just say hi, congratulate us on 300 episodes, and for being here for you for 300 fucking weeks in a row. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then you'll be really, really happy to know that your voice was on us covering the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because that is our first full franchise fest. That's another thing that I wanted to get out. So, oh, yes, yes, of course. Well, it's 300. Of course it was going to be. Well, I was kind of considering uh, doing the Romero movies at 300 instead of where we ended up doing it, which was last year, closing out last yeah, year. But yeah. then I thought about it and I'm like, I don't want to wait that long. And then I had an argument with myself on whether or not we were going to cover literally every Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie or not. I mean, that's a lot. Right. <laughs> It's like an excessive amount of movies. Like, yeah. there's like six more probably than there need to be at least at this point. I mean, there's a lot of Texas Chainsaw movies from just the originals to the new wave to I just, holy shit. Well, they've the rebooted it four of the new fucking wave. times. They've rebooted it four fucking times already. Well, the, the latest new wave, then they came out with prequels of that new wave. That's not the latest new wave, my dude. There oh, are two oh. more reboots that they tried of it after are that. You, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to cover them. It's on the list. Now, I had been talking about doing double full franchise fest. The reason for that is as many movies as there actually are, we don't close out this year for like several, several fucking weeks. Like they're in the double digits number of weeks that we got left before the fiscal year of Cinema PsyOps ends. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm pulling up the schedule document right now and I was trying to do, you know, just general pablum. There's going to be 12 total episodes this time around in the for double full franchise fest back to back. Jesus Christ. Seven of those, technically eight, are the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise because we're going to do all of those. Yeah. And then after that, Matt, the thing that I'm really excited about but still didn't want to make it the 300 episode because I want to do this comparison thing that I want to have set up. All right. Uh -huh. The full franchise fest double header that we're doing is actually to show you how a franchise can get worse every time they come back to it and try to improve on it with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, as I will submit to you, and how a franchise can actually improve and bring you depth of character and story and flesh out a whole entire worldview with the Phantasm okay. series that we're going to do as well. So we're doing oh, Texas the Phantasm Ch series. Yeah. Oh. We're doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then after that series is over, we will then reward ourselves with five episodes on the Phantasm series, which will be an ultimate palate cleanser because the truth be told, Matt, I like maybe three of the total Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies yeah. the, of the franchise and they're all at the start. So it's going to be a <laughs> Rough one for me. How, okay, so how many episodes will Texas Chainsaw Massacre be? It goes franchise? from it goes from episode three hundred to three hundred seven. So I'm assuming by zero logic math that would be eight. Seven, eight, yeah, eight. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre starting next week. But I mean, that's that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I 
A lot. It feels like it's going to be a lot. And it feels like after like maybe two, things are going to be poor at best. I did the math. (laughs) (laughs) Eight fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Three of which I can promise are at least going to be good reviews from me. The others, I I, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll try. We'll we'll see what I do. This is going to be a real (laughs) test of merit for me because I always try to take the stance of talk about what you don't like about it, but don't denigrate it and just go right to fuck this movie. You have to go several steps along the way as to where it gets to fuck this movie. Yeah. Except for the Fog remake. Fuck that movie. (laughs) Fuck the remake. Fuck him. Of the Fog. (laughs) Uh, So that's our full franchise fest that we have planned coming up. We're going to be doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the eight films in that entirety of that franchise, remakes and all that shit included, showing you how a franchise can continue to dwindle, even though the budgets increase. Nearly every yeah. time the franchise continues to go downhill in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, whereas the Phantasm so- series, the budgets diminish, Matt, except for maybe two. Two was like yeah. a jump. That's That was a spike where it got studio time. And then Don Coscarelli said, fuck this and went back to just making them the way he wanted to make them with three and on. And I would submit to you that they get better with story and character and all of that other kind of stuff. So I feel like we're going to kind of line up on this opinion wise with a lot of those movies, but it would be kind of funny if we didn't. Yeah, right. (laughs) And I know you've seen at least Phantasm 2 before. Yes, yes. I believe I don't remember it, though, So because it's been a long time. Yeah, so this is so. going to be a really interesting series for, like, the double. The series I'm really excited about, because I had probably seen almost all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies we're getting ready to watch in some form or another. So <laughs> Many uh, of them the Phantasm with series, I, I don't remember at all. So I'm really excited to watch that one. Well, that is totally interesting. And then this will really prove the hypothesis, because you know what you're expecting with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, and you aren't arguing with me that it's it does get worse. With I know sequel. I'm not. It gets worse as we go on. I'm completely agreeing with you. As I've seen, like I said, I've seen a lot of the Texas Chainsaw Mask movies. I've watched them. And it's, yeah, it's not the greatest. So the only real hypothesis that I need to prove in this then is that the Phantasm movies are an example of the money gets less, yet the creativity gets more and the franchise becomes better as it moves along. And that, that will be a surprise for me. I'll have to, I'll only be able to comment on that when I actually watch them. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're going to be doing now. What I didn't intend to have happen and what we ended up kind of doing is a a head-to-head or a back-to-back of the Lady Snowblood films and then the Ocho series is what I believe they're referred to as. And tonight we are talking female... Yeah, female Yakuza tale. Colon, Inquisition and Torture. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Why are they inquisitioning and torturing a colon, Matt? Well, you know, it's just the most bullshit thing on the whole entire fucking spectrum of sentences. So... Some would argue Oxford comma would be worse, and that's why they tried to get rid of it. But I back the Oxford comma, and I stand firmly beside it. Yeah, I do too, actually. Um, I believe it's gotten a bad rap in a lot of years, and uh, everyone go fuck themselves so they don't like it. <laughs> yeah, the Oxford comma is an essential thing. Yeah, <laughs> as far as I, I agree. <laughs> and colons just give you cancer. Yeah, yeah, colons just fight. I mean, they'll make process your poops, but this will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me Cutting a New Show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing... All the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. 
If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. soundtrack will kick your fucking ass that sounded good that sounded fresh (laughs) i think the main reason why both of us dug the soundtrack as i'm clearly speaking for both of us even though i didn't get your opinion on it just yet i mean it's it it was a safe bet because i also enjoyed it yeah I, i think it has a lot to do with the types of like bond films and stuff that you and i may have been raised on as kids it reminded us of that it has that like Definitely. Very swinging, like late '60s kick-ass sound to it, or at least a you lot know, of these spy action movies would have. You know what it kind of reminds me of too is the very first movie of Austin Powers had a lot of that stuff in it. Right, which is what I'm making a reference to. I yeah. knew that that yeah. would be the reason. I mean, that you just like the more it. maybe it's more fresh in my mind thinking about Austin Powers than when I was a kid. But yeah, it's same same damn thing. And yeah, that's probably why we're so into it. That's. That's got to be it. Uh, the rest of the film doesn't quite fit the soundtrack in this one because they're still at that Maja, like the end of that period. But there's more and more like hip, cool cats roaming around, not wearing traditional garb. There's a lot of suits in this. There's a lot of like business suits that people are wearing. So it's a real turn of the century thing going on with this movie. So I think they were just kind of pushing it forward. And also this was the hit music at the time. And as most sequels are mostly focused on just making more money off the same characters, that's probably what they're doing. True. Grab as many people with the more modern hip music as you possibly can in your movie. Let's do the review. <laughs> All right. Female Yakuza tail. Here we go. Uh, we start with um, Ocho being surrounded by some assholes, and she says, you got the wrong guy, uh, wrong lady, and uh, then she strips naked and kills all those motherfuckers. So we start off with a bang. So, all right, then yes, we go to the docks, and Ocho meets uh, with a young woman who takes her. 
uh, says, you know, I'm, I'm here to meet with you. And Ocho says, okay. She takes her to meet some men. Well, they chloroform her and then string her up. And they strip her naked and they, to put it gently, feel inside of her. They uh, are the while- looking specifically for something that they're expecting yeah. to be hidden in her vagina. But they are yes. really doing it in a very rapey way where they keep very going. Very rapey. I mean, yeah. they mis- they, I mean, they molested her, her, her breasts. I mean, it, they raped, they raped, they raped, uh, they or at least sexually assaulted. It's digital. Least. It's digital penetration, and it yeah. is sexual assault. Yes. 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 Uh, so it's it is fucking terrible. Well, they find that there's a problem. There's nothing in there, or they we don't they don't say that. They just say there's a problem. So. Uh, they said, well, okay, let's just dump the problem. Um, and, uh, so they do, they, they dump everything uh, or they dump her off and she's lying there and, uh, another man wakes her up and she wakes up and she holds the sword and she's dead right next to another dead woman. The man states that he found her like this after following the gang that he's been looking. Uh, they're setting her up to take the fall for what he calls the crotch murderers or crotch grouger murders. Crotch gouge um, murderer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that. Uh, and they're setting her up and they'll testify that she did it and she's being found like this. Um, so he says he's going to take them down and that he thinks she can help him. Well, then he decides to leave. As he leaves, a bunch of armed men start following him, chase after him, and shoot him. They only hit him in the arm, but he's able to evade them. And then, as he's kind of hiding out, he runs into this woman named Yoshomi of Christ. Um, and she says when she prays, she kills. So, you know, damn. Uh, <laughs> there was some, uh, promo that I had, uh, seen the sequence where she first introduces herself in that sort of like somewhat nun outfit. That's clearly not a nun outfit. And yeah. she walks down the alleyway and then she stops and it's like the, like her face is like the bulk of the frame in the center, just off to the side. And she turns her head in that alleyway. That, uh-huh. that was in some kind of a promo for something at Alamo draft house, like all the time. And that, that image popped into my my head where i was like holy fuck so that's where this came from <laughs> yeah right she leads him away because she's like hey i want to help you and uh they evade the men and she's kind of she already looks like she's kind of like a nun or something uh not really a nun but she's dressed in black and white and he it steals a priest outfit and they're able to escape and as they're hiding out in this little hideaway they're getting changed into wet clothes and he starts making the moves on her because apparently he hasn't had sex with anybody in five years and uh she's like no that's not gonna happen and then she fucks him up and then takes out a hidden sword from her hair says and he says well message received and then he says also something about her not being a woman to him he cannot look at her as an object that he can own to him that's what a woman is oh wow that does not make this guy all that great um i'm thinking it's just a bad translation and i'm just reading into it because every man in this fucking show is terrible but this character has been in prison for five years so he's just trying to get with anyone yeah to quote matthew perry in the whole nine yards he'd sleep with a meat grinder (laughs) (laughs) but but like i I think that's just kind of the point that they were trying to get across but i think what what he was getting at was you're not a woman to me as in you are not an object of desire i will not do this again like like he gets it you know like you won't you won't register that way for me or whatever it is like that's kind of what he was saying and judging by this character's behavior later in the movie what i was saying was just basically a bunch of horse shit because i'm angry at men in this movie i mean why wouldn't you be right um yeah they're they're fucking terrible but like this guy not that he is what i would call a good man i would say that by proxy he is the least rotten of an asshole to women yeah 
All right. And somewhat respectful because he does end up being interacting with a lot of these ladies and treating them at least somewhat like human beings comparably. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. So then we cut to a newspaper discussing about the uh, crotch gouging killer and that maybe it's a woman and the woman's being seen. So, shit. You know, they're already trying to blame her. So... Um, so then we see Ocho is searching for some clues and she catches a particular pickpocket. Uh, she has the girl, uh, take her to the boss of the pickpockets. So she goes to HQ and Ocho watches some peeps having some sex and she's really jealous of that because she says she's single and she's kind of pissed about it. This is kind of the first expression we've seen this character make of her own desire. Yeah, I think so. You Um, you notice there's also a detachment of what happened to her earlier and then her still having desire or expressing desire and like really enjoying watching sex. Although it could be stated that after the sexual assault she may be responding in such a manner as to gain control back over her own body like subconsciously sometimes yes, we do that true. you know when, yeah. when, whenever whenever a human being is a victim of assault like that they behave in such a manner as to gain autonomy over their own body and control of their sex and their desire yeah so exactly i mean that could have something to do with it but i think it was more in the filmmakers aspect of it, it i think it was more attempting to somewhat humanize ocho and show that you know she she has feelings yeah she's she's beyond the vengeance she's actually living her life and now she's expressing a bit of a regret that maybe she can't find love and by love i mean physical sex yeah um so the boss then will see her and ocho says she's one of she wants to buy out one of her hand ladies well the boss doesn't like that this is no go and then a whole bunch of women show up and they want to fight ocho does a pretty good job of kicking all their asses she then lights their little basement area on fire and grabs one of the girls, and the girl that she grabs just happens to be the girl that found her and took her to those men. And that ends the first 20 minutes. Okay, we need to talk about the very intro of the film, because we kind of neglected it to get into the story, but the intro where the men are asking who she is, then we see her kicking the living shit out of all of them. Yeah, all naked, by the way. Well, topless, so thank you, movie, for that, definitely. Thank you, I mean, holy shit, thank you, movie. Yeah, That was was his slow-mo, too, that was some exciting stuff stuff visually speaking the motions of her swiping at them with swords is quite beautifully shot and is very innovative stuff that what they're kind of doing here and the slow-mo techniques that they're using in the way that they're cutting it this is one of those like hepcat cool flicks man like yeah dig the slow motion of those boobs shaking as she slices through these dudes it's definitely some cool ass shit all right we, we need to we need to discuss that definitely yes uh, agree now the choreography in this movie and i don't know if you notice it or not not as good as the last film like it's definitely no. lacking in a lot of the stuff in the action and there's several spots where we have seen raiko aiki actually do some amazing sword play and footwork in this film or at least they shot someone that did in the other film well, they should- except for... Except for, unfortunately, the very beginning and what will be the very end, she doesn't really get to do a lot of sword play. Yeah, there's not really a lot of that. This, this is like more this, of a this is more this of an fight intrigue. with all the the thief women. This fight very sloppy. You can tell, just kind of just not a lot of fluid movement. So it's almost like they couldn't really afford a lot of good stunt doubles, and it was just kind of like, all right, kind of just roam around and do things yeah. and make it look good. They don't necessarily need stunt doubles to pull off sword play. What they need is actors who can work with choreography or like even just dance moves because that's all the the swordplay really is it's the the water dance you know yeah 
true. So what they could have done with and they didn't they didn't not have money because they burnt like part of a set down for that fight. But yeah. it seems like that whoever shot this wasn't interested in doing choreography and wanted it to be more realistic and trusted in his his actors and his actress. But at the same time, the actors look like they're looking off camera during the fights to what do I do next? You yeah. know, it just like there's a couple sequences where I think I may have seen an actor or an actress in the background do that right before they approach Ocho with the sword. Yeah. The, Sometimes it seems like they're reading too, like maybe they couldn't really remember their lines all that well. That I don't know so much, but I know there's a couple sequences where I see the person look off camera like to where a director might possibly be. Like an extra just totally loses focus in the middle of a fight and looks up. <laughs> I noticed that. Um, but like basically what I'm getting at here is it, it looks like the the actors and the actresses, whenever they're doing the fighting, are somewhat winging it, but are being shouted directions of things yeah. to do. But like they don't know when to move. So everything's really stiff. It's not very fluid. And the last movie, the choreography in that very much was like a ballet with swords and bloodshed. And yes, a woman murdering dudes naked. Yeah, which is just fine by me. Right. And we could have all movies like that. This this film is definitely more of a straight up like bad girl gang kind of movie than it is like swordplay. So when it's called female Yakuza tale, what it truly is, is like the first all female Yakuza getting set up or something like that is the story that they're telling. And so that doesn't involve swordplay, although swordplay and that sort of thing is going on. This is more of like a straight up Yakuza gangster fo- film. So you, you don't realize that at first, but like it very quickly develops into that. And there's a certain point point in the film where you either get into that or you just completely abandon all hope and you're not going to enjoy yourself and yeah exactly depending upon your response if you can shift the gear from what you were kind of hoping you were going to get and then what you end up getting then you know you're going to you're probably going to enjoy it because the film does go way full off into the pinku i guess stuff that i've seen before crazy levels of shit like yeah that's not not wrong yeah and it does have a finale that it really pushes hard for oh oh, it really does (laughs) but like like, all of the time working up to that is totally a Yakuza gangster film. And yeah. be prepared for that when you're going to watch this. That, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never seen the, like, I'm not experienced with these kind of films. But yeah, if this is what they're usually like. Holy shit. <laughs> well, we'll probably be skirting away from some Japanese cinema because honestly, dude, I don't know if you can handle some of it. Oh, yeah. Probably not. I mean. <laughs> There were certain things that I discussed with you that I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to make you watch this in a film. And I think the Japanese films, like, knowingly, I'm not going to make you watch this stuff. And some of the Japanese films that we were going to cover, I read a little bit about them. I'm like, no, Matt, we'll quit the show. Oh, yeah. That bad, huh? (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, they they fucking make some intense stuff, man. They really do. (laughs) Good God almighty. All right. Well, we start the next 20 minutes. Um... Uh, the, like I said, the girl she took, she's the one who met her off the boat at the dock. Um, she interrogates her and she finds out that she, you know, she tells the story how she tried to rob one of those three men and she was caught and then pretty much gang raped and photographed while being gang raped. And you get to see all this starting to happen. Um, As she tells the tale, you witness it on screen and I was saying yes. it's rough and boy, howdy is it? it? It is not fucking easy to watch. No, it is. It's pretty fucking rough yeah and so let's just be frank in the way that this is shot they are trying to sell it as sexy and hot when it's it fucking definitely gross is. and yeah. disgusting it's fucking good they are trying to sell it as hot though you're damn right and it's fucking vile 
Well, then they tell her to bring other girls, and so she does. She brings all the girls from her thieve house, um, and they get them all addicted to drugs. Then we see them sticking, betting on what size of dildos they can shove up the girls, which is fucking gross. And they have gotten all the girls addicted to drugs so that they don't fight them off anymore, and it's all just fucking horrible. Yeah, it gets really fucking intense, and I was like, man, is he going to tap out on this, or, or are we going to do this movie because i there were some parts where i'm like jesus christ I, damn near this is about where i was gonna tap out i if they i made it through this and then never got as terrible again but i mean not that it wasn't terrible in some parts but not this bad but yeah yeah when they were practicing with the dildos that's what um I almost was like, uh, yeah, we'll see you later. And they weren't even like <laughs> dildos. It was like a like a hole stretching thing. Yeah. These various devices. Like, it looked like they were literally just trying to see if they could tear something. So you know that they're the crotch gouging gang. They do yes. this and see if the girls can take it or if they'll survive. And then if their bodies don't allow something like that to happen and they tear or and they injure they them really bad. they know they're probably no good for drug running. Or whatever. And then they just yeah. dump them somewhere to bleed to death after being destroyed in such a manner. Yep. I mean, I was watching this and I'm not ashamed to admit it. This shit was too much for me. Like, yeah, I was like, this was, is too goddamn much. It wasn't to the fucking rough. Yeah, this wasn't. I was like, Jesus, I hope the whole movie's not going to be like this. And I tend to watch them before you do because I watch them earlier yeah. in the night than what you do. So when I was going through this part, I was like, Jesus, I don't know if Matt's going to make it through. And I realized that, like, I got to get to a certain point in the movie to see if this is going to get this bad again. And, yeah. I, and like, right about the point where, um, Ocho starts actually interacting with these guys. It doesn't really get this bad again, although it does get pretty intense in certain moments. And I was like, yeah, I think he'll be okay. I think if he makes it through that part, I think he'll be okay. And hearing yeah. you say that, and that's exactly what happened. I'm like, cool. I, I know my co-host enough to know what he <laughs> <Yeah>. can take. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Well, all right. So then we see this girl is strung out on drugs and she's begging for a hit. So he, you know, Ocho wants more information. She says she takes women who wear red sashes from the harbor to the guys and then they give her drugs when she delivers the women. So Ocho then, uh, she finds out what hotel they're staying at. So she goes, stalks out, stakes out the hotel and she sees the man from earlier who helped her leaving. She follows him, and when they come to this field of, like, flowers, she sees he's gone. Well, he pops up, because he notices she was following him. Well, they talk, and she thinks he works for the gang. But he says he was just following up on a lead, and he checked the hotel, and those men are gone. Uh, so anyway, we find out his name is Joji, and he starts following her, and when she's asked why, he says, well, we're probably going to the same place. Well, she enters this shop, and she wants to see the boss, and then it turns out, the guy gets in there, and it turns out that this guy, this is their brother, who they haven't seen for five years. So Joji f- talks first with the new boss. He says that he knows that he's trying to kill him, and he's mad that he let the old boss's daughter run away, and they never looked for and he said the next time we see each other i'm gonna kill you then things get a little tense he grabs a gun out of new boss's pocket empties it the bullets are on the ground he swipes them one impales into a guy's eye it's fucking crazy yeah (laughs) this is where the movie started winning me back because the shit that they were showing earlier i was like i do not want to watch that but I mean, there. I mean, that was pretty fucking cool when he slapped the bullets, and then as he's walking out, he shoots off half a guy's mustache. That's just fucking epic. 
Basically, this guy is a Yakuza. He went away for yeah. five years, and it's the fault of the guys that are now in charge of this particular Yakuza clan. I think it's the OG is what they say, clan. Now, uh, Ojoy, or Ojai, whatever the guy's name is, which is, sounds exactly the same as a clan name to me, but just spelled yeah. differently. Um, he is what I would assume the old guard badass that only does what he has to do when he has to do it. Like yeah. he, he feels to me like he was sort of the enforcer of the original boss and he got set up so they could get the original boss out of the way. Yes. And, uh, I mean, he obviously is, uh, a part of the rate, you know, the, the, you know, he's loyal to the old boss. So, uh, but, uh, obviously set up, sent to prison. He said he never agreed with new boss getting in power. And he said the new boss begged him to take over the docks. And when he did, that's when he went down for the drug bust of getting arrested. So it feels like he was set up. Yeah, definitely for those five years. Okay. Now he's out and he is essentially saying, I know you did it. You're fucking done. It's a matter of time. He does say the next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. And then that's when the guys start getting all tough. They're like, well, if that's the case, we're just going to take care of it here. And that's when he grabs the boss's gun, does does the shit with the bullets to take them out and just put them in their place because he's like, I did that with my hand just tossing bullets slightly at you yeah imagine what i can do if the gun actually is loaded loaded so then he loads it and he shows that to them by purposely shooting off the guy's mustache just as a display of fucking force of what he is capable of Of what he can do yeah i mean it is corny i will fully admit that Corny, but i fucking love it yeah i just (laughs) loved it i thought that was fucking awesome yeah that's that's a great scene that's the thing it's like okay so we're that's the kind of movie we're gonna be doing that's the kind of party we're gonna be involved with i'll put my yep. dick in the mashed potatoes and let's go because that's fucking awesome let's go yeah man it's great <laughs> and that's why i said it won me over because i was having a good time and i was laughing at this stuff and i'm like if you're gonna do comic relief where he humiliates these guys with like trick shot techniques and stuff i'm yeah, down right. movie i can do this let's fucking do it man that's what i'm here for <laughs> plus i've never seen it in a movie before in my entire life somebody shoot a dude's mustache off mustache with a handgun. <laughs> uh, this, i've never seen a guy that throw a bullet back hand a bullet into another guy's eyeball <laughs> right i've never seen that before in my life and that won me back over and i figured yep, that's what I would happen for you too pretty much i was fucking into that that was just the best <laughs> yeah so this movie's gonna play with your emotions like that for the rest of it bad but it keeps rewarding you every time it punishes you just like a good snm flick should yeah pretty much yeah it it gives it giveth and then it taketh away <laughs> <laughs> it spanks you and then it rubs on the salve yeah right um well now it's Ocho's turn to see the boss and she has to pay tribute to the old boss. And then we get a flashback where we see a very young Ocho playing that card game she likes. And what happened was she was cheating another mob boss named Tiger. And when Tiger was getting ready to kill her, the old boss showed up and said, you know, you know, she's so young, I'll take it. And he goes, and he goes, you can take one of my fingers. And Tiger was like, nah, man. Here he goes, I want more than just one finger. He goes, all right, well, let's go. And he cuts off one finger and the old boss doesn't make a fucking sound. Takes it like a goddamn, just like a boss. <laughs> just like an fucking, old boss. Like an old G boss. And this makes Tiger severely uncomfortable because he's like, he's not making any noises. So he says, I've had enough. And then old boss goes, I'm sorry, everyone. I caused a scene. If you'll excuse me. And he and Ocho leave. And he tells Ocho if putting her on the straight and narrow, um, because she has her whole life ahead of her, only cost him one finger. 
it's it was worth it to him. So Ojo obviously has very strong positive feelings for this old boss. Well, this particular boss is the kind of old guard honorable. Yeah. Even though he's a thief, he does the right thing. And he saw yeah. that he could yeah. save someone and he does. So like this is yeah. very honorable shit that he's doing here. Yeah. Uh yeah, exactly. Um so with everything kind of going on, uh the new boss talks to Ocho and says, hey, listen, I owe a shit ton of money to Tiger, and he needs to get paid. And she goes, so you want me to play the game and cheat? And he goes, yeah, because if you don't, I'm going to lose all my territory. And that will you know, do a disservice to the old boss's memory. And that ends that 20 minutes. So, so now we got, we got multiple things happening here, which is something I kind of like. I kind of like that feeling of... You know, we got a lot of shit going on in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I kind of mentioned or alluded to and made a joke about how this was like a James Bond film, but it really is. Yeah. She's, she's, it really is. She's infiltrating this and just kind of seeing. She came to this place to pay respects to the boss when she didn't realize, I guess, that he was dead, or maybe she did find out that he was dead, maybe heard that this is the new boss, and so that's why she was there. The other guy yeah. was there to kick ass and take names, and she watches the entire time that he does it. And I'm not sure about you, Matt, but that little smile that she gets when he's kicking ass and taking names sure looked to me like she was getting a wide on. Oh, yeah, she definitely was. She was into it. Yeah, yeah, she was pretty happy watching that guy go. <laughs> <laughs> she liked him because she was he was every bit as deadly as what she is, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So she, she was definitely into that guy. We see there's a lot of relationships here that are intertwined. Uh, so, yeah, it always makes for a really interesting movie. Yeah, they're setting up an entire timeline and a history of all of these people to where all of this has been coming to a head for a while. But what we need to keep in mind is it's not just, like, hinted at our main character dude here that just kicked all of that ass just basically accuses them of murdering the old boss and then getting him out of the way after it happened. Yeah, and, and doing something to the daughter. Right, and they disappeared the daughter in some way, shape, or form, and he's going to find out what and how. Like, he yeah. just flat out says all of that. So we already know that there is no honor among any of those guys that are underneath this new boss, because they're exactly. all okay with it. Yep. Um, We know that the new boss is working with those guys, because aren't they there? Don't we see them there at this, at this like, Yakuza those shrine three, at that time? Those uh, three yeah. middlemen? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. All right. So we don't know that new boss is working with the three middlemen yet, but we're about to find out. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm confusing the timeline of when this happens, but, um, so basically he goes to talk to that guy and we're like, Jesus, what's the problem? And so far the new boss is like, yeah, look, I'm a big fuck up. I owe a bunch of money. So, you know, he's a huge fuck up. Yeah. You know, he's a huge fuck up. A mob boss who owns another mob boss, a shit ton of money. You, that's not a good mob boss. Usually a mob boss, a good one doesn't either get high on their own product it doesn't out, you know, lose money to his own bookies. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the worst part of it is, it sounds like he owes so much that he's literally losing all of the territory for this clan. Yeah, he is. He that is a is. monumental fuck up of epic proportions, dude. Pretty much. Yeah, this guy's not very good. He never should be a boss, but he's just power hungry enough to want it. It's almost like he's got this really bad spray tan and a really, really cheap suit. God, it's almost like he might want to dye his hair blonde. <laughs> or like get a lot of hair plugs so he has a massive comb over coming up from like one ear all the way over to go around the other one. Yeah, that too. What a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, Sounds this guy's like a, a monumental fuck up, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. You are not wrong. Um, 
So we start the next 20 minutes with uh, Ocho um, follows one of the the ladies who are going to get ladies from the dock. And they, they you see they're pulling them off with the red scarves. And she follows them to the hideout. Uh, we have scenes of, you know, the, the guys have the girls stripped. They take the drugs out of them. Then they put drugs in them and then give them shots in their tits for the fix for the drugs that is kind of their payment. Um the girls leave, and we see Yoshimi and Yoji are watching. Um, they say Ocho following some of the girls, and so they follow as well. Ocho stops some of the ladies and tell them what is inside of them is not real drugs. She already noticed that it was fake. All the shit that was in the vials that was put up inside of them was fake. Yeah, the girls They're- are bringing in the drugs from China yeah. or wherever that's coming in from the mob boss. Yeah. Which we don't know who it's coming in from yet. Did they say? So, yeah. So, what happens is they take the real drugs out. And then it's almost like these middlemen intercept them. They take the real drugs out, put fake drugs in. But they shouldn't be doing that at all, is the point. No, no, not at all. So then, um, uh, Yo- uh, Yoji shows up and tells all the girls that they've met their match with Ocho. Then we see Yoshimi. She makes, she calls out to all these other women. They all start showing up and it shows they all have red scarves on as well, but they weren't taken in by the middlemen. They were in a gang with Yoshimi until Yoshimi went to jail. Uh, then these ladies did start for a time running drugs for those guys. Uh, Yoshimi mentions how the guys killed two of her friends and she'll have her vengeance on them. So she has her issues with the middlemen. So the middlemen, those three middlemen who kind of did a lot of horrible shit. It's hinted at that the person who is her friend that died is the one that Ocho was set up for and that's why she was following Ocho. Yes, it could be possible. That is right. Yeah. Um, All the thieves get together, all the thieve women, and uh, Yoshimi's group All of women get together, and Ocho's there. They all forgive the one girl for getting them all hooked on smack and, and getting them involved in this. And then while they're all topless, they all take the, the, the oath uh, for of thieves, I guess. But, I uh, was not in any way, shape, or form paying attention to a single goddamn thing about this oath other than there was a yeah. billion boobs on screen and i was thanking the movie for every single one of them it was it was pretty amazing uh that was a lot that was a lot of stuff going on there a lot of stuff to to take in you know (laughs) yeah i don't know if you could fit more boobs in a frame but you know if you want to try please do movie makers because this was incredible this was pretty amazing and Um, the the ritual that they do is silly and it's dumb and it's very clearly an excuse to have them all get together naked but i don't know about you matt but i was pretty sure that every single one of the girls were giggling when they were doing this they all all looked like they were having a good time and this was just yeah everyone looked like they were just joking around having fun <laughs> and this sequence and then the whole shooting the dude's mustache off i'm like yeah, yeah. i'm good movie you you brought right. me back i'm well yeah fun. because the whole drug scene where they're taking it out put it in again it started to lose me i was like oh it's just too much it, and then it was gross won me back it was gross but it was not nearly as bad because they were focusing in on business and the, the what they were doing yeah. to like rip off the drug lord that they were running for although although one part the guy slaps one of the girls so it forcefully takes it out of her 
It's, uh, ah, ah, it's just not good. Yes. While that was brutal, it was definitely not nearly as horrible as the stuff that happened earlier. So I was kind of numb to it at that point, And I don't think yeah. that even registered for me. <laughs> but yes, just... this does this sequence with the girls all swearing vengeance. It's that. And it also marks the point to where we don't have to watch them get nearly as brutalized as what we were before, because they do stand up for themselves a bit more. Exactly. Yeah. And things get a little bit better. Um, so, uh, then we see the new boss and uh, the guys, uh, and, and his guys, we see them loading up, uh, like a big vial of the drugs. So we now know that they are definitely the, the top guys of the drugs and they have it, the middlemen, you know, they run the middlemen who are delivering it, but they I do not believe they know that the middlemen are switching out for fake shit. Um, so the girls all show up, get their cut of money and the boss says they'll do one more run and then they'll quiet down for a bit. Then Ocho shows up and she says she wants in. And then, um, then we see girls go back to the bot, the middlemen, get their last shipments from the guys. And they tell the guys that the boss said this is going to be their last run. And, um, so then we also go into Ocho and the boss have sex and, he like goes down on her and does stuff and she fakes an orgasm and says, you know, um, yeah, you know, that was, that was totally great. And he goes, he goes, yeah. And then she says underneath her breath, I was, you know, I'm acting, you idiot, <laughs> you dummy. Cause you know, she's Ocho and he's a big blob of fucking disgustingness. So then um, she is consensual to this, even though she's using it to manipulate him. So yeah. we get to see Reiko. Ike naked again and yeah. she seems like she's enjoying it and selling it even though we know she's faking it and at least we're hoping so because the guy's disgusting and it, but, and it turns out she, she is, is faking it and she's doing it for a purpose yeah she's manipulating him and that's what's yeah. going on here so she will use her body as a weapon if she has to yep and then she tickles him a lot and he laughs and his his men are on the outside of like this wall and they can see like kind of they see the shed their silhouettes and he's laughing laughing and then his head comes through and what's supposed to be like a comedic moment um yeah he's trying to escape her tickling him because yeah. they're having a little bit of play where she's in control tickling him and yeah. he's barreling away from her and his head pops through the door and then he yells at the guys for snooping and listening in yeah exactly and now we go into the final pretty much 25 minutes of the movie one of the nice things about these flicks they're short man they're concise and they move yeah yeah an hour and 25 minutes in this movie so and uh this this will get a little bit uh, what we're gonna get into gets a little chatty though so um, yeah there's a lot to talk about still <laughs> yeah all right so tiger shows up and they have their meeting and tiger's getting making the new boss sign away his territory in a contract well then she shows up um uh, 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 Ocho shows up and, um, uh, she's like, nah, this contract, this bullshit, this, he doesn't even owe you this much. And she says, let's play the game. So they play the game. Ocho's beating the shit out of him. And he's like, you're cheating and you have to get naked to prove it. And she goes, if I get naked and nothing's there, what, you know, what happens? And he goes, whatever, what do you want? And she goes, I want to start cutting off fingers. And he goes, all right. Well, she, she gets naked and as she whips her cloak off, she throws the card she was cheating with up on the ceiling so he can see it there she stands naked he's like shit so then she takes a sword starts cutting off fingers and then the wife's like hey can you leave the middle finger and she makes a movement like because that's you know what he uses to 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 get her off she goes woman to woman yeah woman to and, woman can i ask a yeah. favor can you leave that middle finger like that's yeah, the and, magic and, finger like she doesn't ocho care said, about the other ones she could cut off more and that's where ocho decides to stop right yeah and ocho says yeah that's fine and she goes you know what 
just to even things up. Then the wife gets naked because she's like, hey, you, you had to be naked. I'll get naked. Yeah. So, so I, I she's bearing the humiliation as a way to. Uh, yeah. She cut off Tiger's fingers armor. the way he did to the old boss. So, yeah, she did one and then the other. And then she was going to go back. Yep. She did the ring finger, but then the wife begged her to leave the middle finger. <laughs> and then I mean, Ocho stopped. It would have been funny if Ocho went and did the fucking trigger finger, too. Yeah, right. What, what the hell? <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, again, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so, uh, okay. So then later on, oh, after the sex, by the way, the boss also tells Ocho where the daughter is. Now, we can't hear it. He whispers it to her. Well, Ocho goes to Joji and says, hey, I know where the daughter is. Let's go get her. So we cut and we see the new boss has her in a psych hospital. He um, attaches her to uh, like uh, fucking electrodes and starts electrocuting her. And she bites off the finger of one of his men. So then the new boss just strangles the daughter to death. And you're like, fuck this guy. He's a piece of shit. So this is the point of no return for these guys where they've crossed the line and it's time for them to all die. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, um, because technically the old boss's daughter is the one who should be in charge of the clan. Yeah. And they, they just basically murdered her this way instead of just keeping her out of the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it's so um then Ocho and Joji they get in there uh to the building and there's some comical stuff with some of the patients there with a guard. Um but it's almost I don't even know why that's in there. I just something they put in there. I think it it's just comic relief because like yeah. a, a lot of the 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 people who are supposed to be mental patients, I think they're really making them over the top and silly and dramatic for like what's yeah. supposed to be humor, uh-huh. you know? Like the same kind of like style of mental patient you would see in a Cheech and Chong movie basically. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman talking about guys from hamburger trains and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, um <laughs> they they find her body and then they finger comes rolling out of her mouth um so then we go to her funeral and joy g is is praying at her funeral and he looks up and he sees one of the guys one of the henchmen is missing his finger and that's when he knows okay the new boss did it so it's now it's time i have my everything yeah that the one thing that he was keeping from killing them all for is now gone yeah yeah the only thing the only reason i'm keeping you alive and you took it away how fucking stupid are you (laughs) right so um that night, the new boss and Tiger show up, and new boss is giving Tiger some drugs. Uh, and he goes, hey, you're light. And he goes, no, I'm not. And he brings in a lineup of ladies, and they both bring it out. And uh, uh, they bring out all the drugs, and they, you know, it comes out of them. And uh, <laughs> nope, they they have the right amount of, of, of drugs. So then he says, well, you know what we're going to do? Uh, now that after this delivery, we're going to go ahead and kill all the girls who know about this, and then no one will be able to tell. And Tiger says, yeah, I got some great A assassins here. Let's do it. Well, they start cornering the girls, and all these girls bring out weapons. They're still getting ready to corner her, and then the three middlemen show up. And they tell Tiger, he's giving you fake drugs. So Tiger has his man test it, and yep, all that shit's fake. And then one of the middlemen looks at new boss and says, I hate the way I, you never should have been boss. I hate the way you're running the dot. It all sucks. So we're against you. And then all of a sudden, all the ladies from the thieves line up the entire area. Uh, Ocho pretty much tells the boss, hey, you know, I'm fucking done with you. You're going down. And Yoji's up there. And then what was her name? Yushi, I believe. 
she uh, tells the middlemen that uh, she blames them for her friend's death and she'll have her vengeance on them. So then the middlemen go, guess we have no excuse. And they, they say, team up to the old boss. The old boss says, yes. Tiger says, yes. And so they go, all right. So it begins to fight. And then they tell him, hey, show us your asses as you're supposed to do. And so all the girls start getting naked. Yeah, they say they hurl some line like some kind of an insult. And I'm like, you yeah. dumbasses. Now you're just going to be even more distracted during the battle. Well, and also, uh, yeah, that first of all, that is dumb. Why would you do that? Yeah. But second of all, they I thought the girls were taken off because it almost looked like then they got surrounded because you saw men on the outside of the windows, their silhouettes. So you knew like something was coming. And so then uh, Ocho looks concerned because all the women got naked. But then she says, fuck it, let's go. And the fight begins. And this fight is fucking awesome. I I, I can't really go step by step. I'm going to go by things that I thought were fucking just cool or super <laughs> gross. All the girls threw fucking bombs down, like little pocket bombs down on the floor to cause mass confusion. Should say that before they started to attack. And they also took out some dudes, too, with the shrapnel. Yeah. Yes, and one of the guys, he's all fucking blown up. One of the girls has his claw glove on and fucking mauls his face with it. That's fucking cool. Uh, just a ton of slicing and dicing uh, naked chicks on, on other guys. Uh, all right, uh, one right, of the right hang on, hang on, hang on. But, yeah. The main Go thing ahead. the main thing to get from this sequence is, if you liked watching Uriyako Aike slaughtering dudes while she was topless and blood splattering all over her, this sequence is like, well, if you liked that with one woman for you, would you say you'd like to to see that with a 20 not enough 30 30 40 40 is that 40 good 50 50 we, i mean look i'm going to just jam pack the frame with so many naked women you won't even bother counting and they're all going to get covered in blood from the carnage that they're they're throwing some of them will get injured too and that will splatter blood on them but mostly it's going to be from the dudes that they're wrecking would you enjoy that as much as you enjoyed the other thing and to that i say movie yes as a matter of fact i fucking do this is amazing <laughs> this sequence is so awesome and yeah we can't describe everything but it's a huge finale i wanted to back up just a little bit more though and the exchange that you're talking about when it gets to this point this final showdown the movie just becomes like a yakety sax wacky comedy like even the line deliveries are just like the guys like just throwing shit out is what it feels like it just feels like the actors are just improvising and then they get to the nude stripping and then they get to the fighting like it's so fucking wacky and just ultra late 60s like okay we know what you're here for let's just give it to you like the the corniness of it but it so fucking works and it's super fucking entertaining yeah big time like to where the, um, when the guy says you might as well just show us your asses if you're gonna kill us or whatever it is that he says yeah. like in demands that they get naked and then they do it's like at that point i'm like yeah that makes sense in this world after everything i've just seen yeah right well and then one of the middlemen gets fucking he's all beaten to shit Pretty much dying on the ground and all the girls start pissing on him. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is going to be something that Matt will probably have a problem with. Uh, well, I mean, I don't have a No, I, I don't have a problem with it. He deserves all of that, <laughs> if not more. But like, that's, I mean, the that, dude's a rapist. Yeah, but that's like actual full-fledged water sports, dude. Like, I think those <laughs> women are actually urinating on that Are, are they actually pissy? Okay, whoa. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. like, I didn't see a, like, tube, a single tube anywhere. And There were gross moments in this movie. There's one moment where, like, a guy was staring at a girl from underneath a bridge. She goes, hey, pervert, and, like, hawked a loogie on him. <laughs> yeah, there are some gross out moments like that. But, like, I really do feel like they are actually urinating on that dude right as he's dying. They, they might be. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, like, he's not actually dying. But as the actor's pretending to die, I think he's getting pissed all over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oof. <laughs> anyway, that was hardcore. So uh, more and more uh, men are killed. Ocho gets to Tiger, and she kills him. Um, the new boss is kind of all by himself now. He tries to kill Yoji, but he's out of bullets, so Yoji shoots him right in the head, then just, like, fucking throws things on him to kills him. We end, we see oh, uh, all the girls are celebrating, and then we see Ocho walking off in the sunset with the ladies behind her. Roll credits. It's important to note that the ladies are all naked when they're walking behind her and they walk in a V shape and it takes a while, but eventually you start seeing naked asses because it's all naked backs. And then like eventually you start seeing the line of ladies that are all their butts are out. And that's the, (laughs) that's the way they roll the credits is just ladies walking into the sunset naked. And I'm just like, thank you, movie. That's an awesome way to end this. That's a, that's a great job movie. You, you really did well here. The hard parts are really hard to watch. Um, but the fun parts are really fun to watch. So yeah, the after movie this, dev giveth. <laughs> I feel like after this movie, we may have to put the brakes on covering more of the Japanese cinema. Cause I just, it's not your bag. I just don't think it's for you. Yeah, I, I, but, and I like part of it, but not all of it. <laughs> there, I mean, there's some parts that are tough. This is tame by comparison of other things I have seen. Oh, well then, yeah, okay. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> yep, that's the yeah, word you're looking for. Then we for. might have to turn tone it down. <laughs> this, this sort of thing is not my bag, baby. <laughs> A lot of Austin Powers references out of you tonight. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I haven't even watched that movie in, like, forever, so I don't know where it's coming from, but... Yeah, so the violence is a l- pretty few and far between, but this ending sequence is very much like a, a laughing kind of thing, where, like, they're not even bothered with trying to have the pretense of any kind of, like, you know, storyline at this point. It's just, hey, these are how these guys are going to die. This is this weird, crazy stuff. And it's like a the ending orgy fuck scene in, a, yeah. in, in an old school porn where, like, everybody that's in the cast just all gets together and, like, hashes it out at the very end. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Only with like violence and bloodshed and like what I'm pretty sure is a bunch of ladies actually peeing on an actor when he's pretending to die. (laughs) That's just fucking weird. (laughs) You never know, though. Maybe that guy was into it. I would assume that the actor is okay with it because he didn't seem like he was, you know, I mean, other than he was pretending to die, it didn't seem like it was a real problem if you catch my drift at a certain point. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) So, like, I'm pretty sure if that's actually what's happening. And if that's not what's happening, then they really know how to make it look like seven or eight girls are peeing in unison. They they do. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That looked like some shit was going down there. (laughs) Well, some piss. Well, some piss. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in this movie where it's literally like, I have never seen that before. That's awesome. And that's, yeah. I've never seen that before. And I don't know if I ever want to see that again in a couple of things here and there. But uh, a lot of it is extremely enjoyable. And this is definitely not like any movie I'd ever seen before in my life. <laughs> it some, was hardcore, man. <laughs> There's some crazy fun ass shit. And this is definitely not for everybody, but Female Yakuza Tale is for me. I will watch this yeah. again at some point. I would too. I would do it. As rough as some of those scenes were, the the ones that you know won it, you, the ones that were good were just that good. Yeah, this was such an interesting and fun flick, man. And I definitely, I I gotta say, this is something that like you really have to know what you're about to get into. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty standard. Like most of the Yakuza movies that I have seen have this kind of content, and they just keep escalating from here. Like if this was a rough thing for you to handle, you definitely should never watch Ichi the Killer, my man. <laughs> I I've heard of that movie 
And yeah, from all sounds of it, I probably should never watch that movie. Because yeah, Itchy the Killer is like this flick on fucking crack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like for Yakuza movies, it's the craziest fucking Yakuza movie I think I've ever seen. Um, and there's a bunch of stuff in this that like I had never seen before. But that doesn't mean that it was the unenjoyable stuff. Like I've just never seen someone get their mustache shut off. <laughs> yeah, right. I've never never heard of that kind of shit before. Now, I've, I've <laughs> seen a mustache become sentient and fly off of a dude's face to attack somebody else that happens and well, john dies at the end but that's that's different you know this was a yeah. dude shooting off another dude's mustache in a display of force that was amazing <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like that's the hard thing i'm harping on uh the, like we talked about with the action sequences and the fighting even the ending stuff there's some sloppy stuff in the sequences where like you know people are waiting to be told what to do before they do it and yeah. the actual delivery of the weapons and the attack and some of the things definitely don't look real you can see like people like just move a sword just across the front of somebody like in camera and we're supposed to believe that they're sliced and yeah. it's not even facing that direction so how did that that cut actually happen there's a lot of stuff in this that's like you know you you kind of have to just go with and have fun because they're putting on a show where yeah like it's at least 50 women right like it's a huge cast of women that are naked in this at the end yes yeah <laughs> i mean like a huge cast of them <laughs> <laughs> they feel like three levels of a patagonia and then just are running around and there's just like nudity and boobs and blood everywhere and just like amazing shit yeah <laughs> uh there's a couple of sequences where i thought for sure that i saw the gates to heaven like you know where the couple of ladies moving their legs around to like do some kicks and stuff and i'm like yeah. how did that get past the japanese censors and then i'm like oh yeah <laughs> probably didn't care it was it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't enough to where you could actually see see it it was just in shadow so i think it's fine because that's the pixelation uh, does that too yeah you know there's like a couple of parts where I thought I saw that, but maybe I'm just a fucking pervert because this was only like standard DVD resolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but most of mostly it is an enjoyable film. The dark stuff gets really dark and it gets really brutal and it didn't completely take me out of it. But like, I just was like, I do not want to watch an entire movie of nothing but that. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that if it was an entire movie of all that dark stuff, I, I don't know. I might've tapped out on you. <laughs> which, <laughs> is, like, all right. which is why I'm telling you, you shouldn't watch a the killer, my dude. I, I, I will not. <laughs> I will. I usually take that. when you say that to heart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to help you here. My man <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> all right well uh, unless you got anything else to say we, we made it a longer time in this movie than i was expecting us to yeah i know over an hour i'm surprised by that kind of stuff that we're even over an hour right now into the show so <laughs> we had a longer intro with a lot of like talk and shop and everything but yeah like, but I still i mean i'm still surprised by all that i didn't <laughs> think we were gonna go that far but what saves it and makes you want to have to talk about it is the fact that that final scene, there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm still trying to process it. The only other way, too. the only other way that I can kind of describe it is like a Ken Russell film where it's just so much sensory overload, you can't even process everything you're seeing packed into that yeah. frame. But only with like Yakuza gunfights and sword play and, and murder and death and blood everywhere. You know, like that's kind of like the level of the amount of nudity it is. It's, just, it's like a huge Patagonia and they're like the top three floors and they're all naked. Yeah. And then they come down to fight. And I swear it's like this huge room. It just seems like there's more and more of them. And like, I can't remember seeing the same girl more than like two or three times. Like there was definitely different women doing all of these different sequences. So they had to go through and shoot them all individually 
to get little pieces like that. And it's edited together really well. And a lot of that stuff is just really interesting and fun. And like I said, it feels like a, like a laugh in or like in a Benny Hill, like for no reason, they all just start running around. And like, that's the way that this sequence goes with like the choreography and the fighting. But like, it's so fucking cornball and fun and filled with blood and violent and brutal that like none of that fucking matters. Like you literally, I think this will probably be the only thing that I will remember from the film, just like the Ryaiko uh, uh, Aiki attacking all those dudes after jumping out of the bathtub starkers and just slaughtering them at the beginning of the other film. True. <laughs> True. Like, I will literally forget everything else and just be like, dude, you got to see that scene in the Patagonia. And then, like, when the other stuff is happening and people are uncomfortably like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I forgot. But trust me, the Patagonia. <laughs> yeah, trust it. Everything's going to be just fine. <laughs> I think that's the thing that we can take away from this movie, right? Yeah. All right. You got anything else? Or are we going to go do the break now? No. Well, we're good. We're good to go to the break. Are you having trouble keeping up with the ebbs and flows of modern geekery? Is the real world holding you back from knowing what is happening in the geeky world? To answer these and other personal problems brought in by your friends, gaming group, and loved ones, Geek Radio Daily presents daily informational sessions brought to you by the wonderful Billy Flynn, the Flynnstress, and podcasting's Rich Siegfried. They contain such helpful segments as history, geek birthdays, box office results, the latest in DVD and Blu-ray, video game and comic releases. Why, they also have a Sweekly show hosted by the wonderful Billy Flynn and the Flynnstress, which includes interviews and commentary. And to make sure you are informed, Geek Radio Daily also provides you with your daily dose of geek news to make sure you know more than that jerk know-it-all Steve. Visit us at geekradiodaily.com. That's right, Geek Radio Daily. All the geek without the weight. Now available in fine Corinthian leather. That was a fun fucking groove. And I'm the whole time I'm like, damn, we fucking nailed it. That's exactly what this movie music reminds me of is that James Bond or that particular style that knocked off James Bond, like of like the in like Flint kind of movies that influenced Austin Powers. So that's exactly the kind of like musical score that we got in this, right? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Uh, exactly. So much fun. I really dig the music in the film. If nothing else, it it really helped us (laughs) get through some of the darker shit. No shit, Jesus. Speaking of helping us get through darker shit, give me some psyops.
that that couldn't be a better intro for this new story. Kim's from our our, our, our buddy Robert, our man in the field, our man in the field, our Robert. sole listener. No matter what we do, no matter what we do. Uh, man arrested at Kid Rock's bar for removing colostomy, colostomy bag and swinging it around. This is like traces of death fucked a porno. You can't pay a bail? Well, I could probably fix that for a blowy. Old cops are bumbling dummies. <laughs> we had a real shit storm at Kid Rock's last night, people. No, uh, literally. Uh, 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 uh. It's micro penis time. <laughs> Drop the humongous balls. Uh, that's great. Good, good, good stuff, everyone. We're all doing well here. I spilled pee all <laughs> over the place, but I cleaned it up. I don't know what they got a problem with. <laughs> so, according to uh, at Scan Nashville on Twitter, a call over Metro Nashville Police Radio last night for assistance at Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk rock and roll steakhouse on Lower Broadway. Every time you say Seems... that, I'm gonna vomit. Jesus. Yeah, right. That is like fucking. That is the dumbest name for anything ever. Seems there was a man who was stirring up shit at the bar, and by that I mean he had removed his colostomy bag and was uh, fleeing literal pool around at others. It always comes back to dick. According to the scanner traffic, this was the third time police had been in contact with the man that night, and he had previously refused medical attention both times. Is that the third time he'd been swinging around poop? Because I think after the first time, you should be arrested for that shit, right? (laughs) I think he was drunk and belligerent and just basically generally acting insane, and then somehow the police just let him be, and then this was the bridge too far. After this, this is like the the, the arrestable offense that he had, I'm guessing. I started yeah. doing drugs after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so then, uh, uh, so, um, when, then when police encountered the man again, he removed his colostomy bag and began filling in poo on the responding officers. We're just trying to prolong the amount of time that happens before we watch this brother and sister fuck. Yeah, yeah. Now, That's all this is. <laughs> It should be clarified that there's no indication whether this man was actually inside the bar or on the street in front of Kid Rocks. But you can imagine being out for a night party and in a literal feces start raining down on you. There's just no coming back from that. Call it a night, call it a weekend, call it a year, but you gotta call it at that point, it's over. That's uh, the uh, that's one time uh, anyone could be thankful that they were still required to wear masks. Um, well, the pluffing man was eventually arrested. Uh, thoughts and prayers for the poor police officer who had to transport him to the clink. And at least one officer was temporary out of service, ever having to run home to make a wardrobe change. Listen, if you got poop on you, I think you should get the rest of the night off. Just saying. I think I think you'd be like, all right. I, I don't have to come back to work. I got to hell you know, with the you police. Got to hell with the police. You. To hell with the police. To hell with the police. <laughs> to hell with the police. To hell with the police. All right, all right, we get it. I'm not the biggest fan of the cops. To hell um, with the police. So uh, let's see here. But yeah, that sounds like that's the. Uh, all right, so uh, there is no word yet on what charges the man's facing. It's probably going to be assault. Uh, but Whoever wrote I would this article, for this Jesus be, Christ. Be, I don't know, man. Somebody wrote a joke article here, but it's a real thing. Cause I saw another article about this that was more of a real article. But uh, yeah, so uh, this sounds this like an guy... article you would have written like the first night I met you. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he, uh, that guy, did fling shit around. That's that's about it. Uh, and uh, and he did he 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 flung shit. So he's arrested. They just don't know what they're charging him with yet. But who ended up on people? <laughs> 
Lots of poo. Uh, that is, I mean, just thinking, I mean, I, I'd charge his ass with biological warfare. I mean, you would think that could be done, like a terrorist act type shit. It is throwing bodily fluids at someone. There is a specific assault charge that you get for that, but it's like assault with intent to effect or whatever else it is. Yeah. Um, because if an inmate spits at a guard, they can be charged with like attempted whatever, like they're infecting well, them with some kind of yeah. disease. Isn't it now, like, if someone just spits on another person, that could be construed as assault? Like, if someone could be arrested for that? I would believe so, because it's a bodily fluid, and that type of stuff would get exchanged, so... I mean, yeah. breathing on people without a mask knowingly is a, is like a chargeable offense at this point right now. And it should be. Right. And <laughs> throwing your poo, it's going to spread whatever other kinds of diseases you have. Definitely that's coming out in your feces. <laughs> no, but seriously, man, like you get someone shit on you, you're going to get infected with something that they have. That's, yeah. that's something that happens, you know? Agreed. Plumbers yes. need to be weary of that kind of stuff. And guys that are working in fucking sewer mains need to be weary of that kind of stuff that does happen i I think i think they are most of them i mean if they're any good they can get uh, vaccines and shots for like hepatitis and a bunch of other fucking things that you can catch like you have to have that kind of stuff when you work with those things so yes him throwing his feces at people should be an extremely offensive charge like he should have a very higher degree because that is fucking foul (laughs) and you could really like if he has something that is communicable that is severely deadly and oh my god you get someone sick and if they die then you should be charged for murder you absolutely should be because it's the same thing if you're just wantonly throwing bullets around at people and you kill one that's still murder yeah (laughs) yeah if you cough on someone because you think you're so fucking funny and fucking an edgelord and they get coven and die you should get arrested and put in jail for the rest of your fucking life we're uh standing on a soapbox let's do another story. yeah it's really high the the air is getting thin up here let's do another story all right uh i can do that so let's see here uh this is uh, posted by the cinema psyops uh, but probably you. It's supposed to be you. Uh, let's see here. North Tumberland Longridge Tower school trip to strip club, uh, uh, school strip club teacher band. That's the most fucking disjointed fucking headline I've ever read. I did not and post I, that. Someone else posted that in the group. I think you're reading the top of it because that's the group and then the person's name should be right underneath it. Oh, I'm sorry. It is. This is Robert again. Our man sorry. in the field. Me, always bring us the field, stuff. Robert with a whole nother one. Let me re-hit this headline. Northumberland, Lone Ridge Towers, school, strip club, teacher, band. That's that's the literal, That's that's a hard fucking article here an it teacher who threatened pupils and took some to a strip club while he was drunk during a school trip has been banned from teaching for three years okay Richard Glenn's- well hang on right. the right. article title first of all right off the bat sounds like lyrics from a shoegazing band it's like a bunch of things that shouldn't have yeah. something to do with each other and when you read them <laughs> off they just kind of all go together i'm just saying All right. Uh, And let's see. Richard Glenn's behavior was so unacceptable, he was sent home early during a Long Ridge Tower School's trip to Costa Rica in July 2019. Um, And then I lose my place. Uh, 2019, the Teaching Regulation Agency heard. Mr. Glenn, 55, admitted gross misconduct and was dismissed in August 2019. North Cumberland, North Thumberland, I'm sorry, private school costs up to $4,850 whatever their monies is a term for day for a day pupil 
Um, a misconduct panel heard Mr. Glenn, who taught computer science and had been head of six forms since 2007 and was one of the leaders of the group of 16 to 18 year olds that went to Costa Rica on July 5th, 2019. I got nothing for any of this, my man. Yeah, this is pretty bad shit here. He was supposed to be there until the July 28th, but after six days, he was sent home by the expedition's leader due to this behavior. His actions include... Drinking with pupils, allowing one or more pupils to drink alcohol despite being under the legal age of 18. Threatening to kick the head in of one pupil and kill another. Telling one pupil, I quote, I'm not in trouble, you'll be in trouble, end quote. After being aggressive to one pupil, he kissed the boy's forehead and told him, you're all right. Taking one or more pupils to a strip club, acted aggressively towards the woman leading the trip when she tried to help him back to his tent, and exposing himself to the woman in a shared hotel room, although it was agreed this was not malicious or sexually motivated. So probably he was wandering around drunk, didn't realize he didn't have his pants on. Possibly. Yes. The panel said his behavior would place one or more pupils in his care at risk. It added that there was no malice or sexual intent in taking the students to the lap dancing club, but Mr. Glenn admitted it was inappropriate and unprofessional for him to fail to control the situation. He added he could not remember what happened due to a state of intoxication, but he did not dispute the recollection of those present, the report said. The panel was shown (laughs) photos of drink tickets bought at the strip club and said it was satisfied that his conduct amounted to misconduct of a serious nature, which fell significantly short of the standards expected of the profession. Wait, what did he do that was so wrong? I just do I have to go through that fucking list again? Are you fucking kidding me, man? You know how hard it was to get through all that? <laughs> Not that I was gonna read it again. Like I was just trying to pretend like yeah. I didn't think he did anything wrong. And then like I was <laughs> Oh, I got you. I'm like, did you actually forget? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome if I did forget. That'd be even better because I could make you read it again. <laughs> Oh, shit, I fucked that up. I know I, I yeah. thought like I was trying to play it to where I was going to well, show like, what, oh, what was he doing wrong? <laughs> the way you said it made it sound like you just forgot that that you're being indignant. <laughs> <laughs> OK, then, Matt, what is it exactly he did wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's more like what are you going to even do nothing. What does he do? <laughs> <laughs> OK, continue. <laughs> All right. Uh, the panel's report said Mr. Glenn was, at various times during the school trip, under the influence of alcohol and therefore not in a position to adequately take decisions or act in loco parentis should the need arise. Uh, this was in circumstances where pupils under his care were in an unfamiliar country, far from home, and relying on him for guidance and protection. Mr. Glenn was an experienced teacher and pastoral leader who would have been expected to lead an overseas trip safely and would have been well aware of the contact expected of him. After the three years have elapsed, Mr. Glenn will need to apply for the ban to be lifted, the panel said. So... That guy fucked up something serious. Well, that litany list of things that he did are like, yeah. are ridiculous. Like <laughs> any one of those things should be actionable in a court of law, but he got away with it because it was in another country and there's not really much they can do about it. Nope. Nope. And, and, you know, as long as they're spending money. You did say Costa care. Rica, right? Yes. Costa Rica. The drinking age legally was 18 there. So it doesn't fall under our federal laws. <laughs> yeah. Except a couple of them were under 18. So. Yeah. But yeah. So they, that he got in trouble with. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's got to have like some kind of repercussion beyond just not being able to teach for three years. Right. Like there should be some legality involved in some of this. I don't think so. I think. Well, so far, that's all I read. <laughs> 
is that. I don't think there's not saying anything else is going to happen. But who knows? Maybe you have to wait for those lawsuits to now start. <laughs> Maybe. Or get, either that get or Get done this... with the dismissal first and then get to the other stuff. I, either that or this motherfucker has Saul Goodman as a lawyer and that's how he's staying yeah. out of jail. Because Jesus. Oof. <laughs> it sounds like a list of things that you want in a best friend in college. Yeah, right? <laughs> not, not in the guy teaching your kids <laughs> exactly fuck <laughs> it's definitely a list of things you don't want to have your kids go through in college yeah yeah right jesus christ <laughs> you fear that day even though it's so close <laughs> fuck yeah for me it is i know jesus that's christ. what i'm saying you specifically matt <sighs> i almost said your real last name oh god damn <laughs> fear that day <laughs> when your kid goes to college because you know what you were like when you went there oh fuck it <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> Shit. And that's the note I want to end this show on. Thanks a lot, buddy. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Like I usually like just let it play, and I was like, I'm yeah, not gonna do I, that mean, I was I was grooving to it. Yeah, man, that fucking fuzz wall <laughs> with the phaser mixed in—that was super cool on that fucking guitar doing the solo over that. That was fucking yeah. sweet. <laughs>
That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, so this is going to play well. I'm doing all of this talking. We're going to have the sort of medley of music that I have. But like right as we close the show is when I'm going to kick in with Miss Riaiko Ike herself actually singing. That's how we're going to close out this show whenever I'm done with this show housekeeping horse shit that I always got to do. Oh, okay. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Tight, tight, tight. So what I'm thinking is we just we just don't, we stop fucking around, right? And I just fucking read the shit and then we, we call it quits, right? Like nobody wants to have fun with us, right? Like they want to no, hear no that. No, one should ever want to have fun I mean, with us. Well, if they wanted to have fun with us, what I would suggest is that they go back and listen to all of our previous 298 episodes that are available for them at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. They're all still there. I checked. They're, they're all there. We're, we're. <laughs> Very happy that they're all there. <laughs> if you'd like to interact with us at Facebook, probably the best place to really kind of interact with me is directly with me. I'm Court Psyops. You can try and interact with Matt there. He's only there when we record, and so you shouldn't be interacting with him then, but he still does it and somehow keeps doing the notes. So he's Matt Psyop there, and I am Court Psyops there. We also have our Facebook group. That's where you're going to find the memes. We post yes. them there. Our friends post them there. So All the great memes. All the great memes. <laughs> Some bots post them there that I don't even know who they fucking are, I guess. Yeah, Maybe they're a those person. bots post. <laughs> Sometimes I repost the stuff from our Instagram feed of cinema underscore psyops there in the cinema psyops group. Now, we also have email available for both Matt and myself. You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. You can email feedback to court, cinemapsyopscourt at gmail.com. I'm also available on Twitter, and so is Matt. He is at psyopmatt there, and I am at court underscore psyop. So, I think we finally arrived at the part that the people really wanted to hear. Is that right, Matt? I think so. Okay, well, that's where I sink my hook in. Look, everybody, next week is 300 fucking episodes. For Christ's sakes, show a little love and send us an M4A, an MP3, some kind of an audio file you can record on your phone, just wishing us a happy 300 and letting us know that you still fucking love us, please. And emails, too. I'll take emails, too, at cinemasciopscourt at gmail.com. Just, you know, kind of keep them short. (laughs) Because I don't need yeah, a long yeah. fucking letter. Just just let us know that you're happy that we made it for 300 episodes, okay? Yeah, come on, love us. The only love we get. And like Miss Riaiko IK, who kicks the fuck out of everything that's around her, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Let's not waste the fact that we're starting somewhat fucking early. Start recording on your yeah. side. All right. I am recording on my side. Maybe. Now I am. One, two, three.
That was very indecisive of you. Yes, well, sometimes I don't know if I'm recording or not. The machine takes a while. <laughs> you don't see the waveform right off the bat? No, usually I do. This time it like just had to think a little bit after I hit it, and then it started going. I am getting some really weird noise off of you. Really? Hold on. I think I know one thing. I've got to change chairs. All right, talk again for me. All right, I'm back with the right chair. Oh. Uh, are you? Did you talk at all? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can now. Uh, talk again. I want to try a setting real quick. Okay. All right, I'm here, just talking. You're supposed to be talking. Yeah, I'm talking right now. Totally talking. Yeah, I don't hear talking. you at all. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> you don't hear me? Yeah, I wasn't hearing you at all when I tried to cut out just the noise part of it, like just to filter Uh-oh. that noise, but it dropped you out for some reason. Great. That means the noise must be coming somewhere from the inside of the system. It's coming from inside the house. <laughs> Something, yeah. <laughs> uh, what the fuck is that? All right, I'm going to try something rather drastic. Give me two seconds. Not a problem. All right, I want you to talk now, and let's see if I still get that noise. Hello, how are you? I'm okay. All right, everyone's okay. Yay, aren't we happy? <sighs> All right, fine. I'll just isolate it later. Yeah, I got a 60 hertz buzz, so something's causing that. God fucking Jesus. damn it. Just when I had to go back, I was going to go back and replace all of these caps. Eventually, now it's coming up even sooner that I have to do and fix this fucking shit. All right, whatever. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do the show. So female Yakuza right. tail work for you just fine? Yes, female, yes, work perfectly. Awesome. All right, let's rock and roll. All right. Uh, you are really, really stepping over a whole lot of stuff that happened though here, dude. No, she, she literally just says you, you know, you're, you've got the wrong person. That's how it started for me. Yeah. So she gets pointed out by a lady on the docks. Then a rickshaw guy picks her up. A rickshaw guy picks her up. No, 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 no. This is the very beginning. This is before the intro. Oh, right. Did you miss that? No, I didn't miss that. I get what you're saying. I just forgot about it. Okay. So this oh, is, okay. this is the fight sequence. I can't sequence. believe you forgot about that. This That's is yeah, I wrote it down. This is the fight sequence for the credits. Go right ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before the credits. I'll excise my stupid ass and put it into the outtakes so people can laugh at me for the 299th time there. <laughs> Get your bitch. All right, we're out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was like, I have no way to bring it back. Uh, let's try this. And I was like, it's I was just... going to play that song, so that works. Let's just see what we got. <laughs> <laughs> you still rolling? Uh, I'm getting ready to stop right now.